Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. My mission is to empower people to become the best versions of themselves so that they can live their best lives. I'm redefining success so people stop living the lives they think they should live and start living the lives they love. Join me weekly as I share my own insights and speak with guests that have embraced their unique gifts into living life on their terms. I hope these conversations inspire you to make the most out of your life by being your best self. Remember, be you, be beautiful. Hey, you guys. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be You. If you're like me, you probably have a million things on your to-do list. You feel like you never get anything done and you procrastinate on projects that you don't feel like doing. It's a lot and you're tired of feeling so busy. Well, today I'm so excited to share the conversation I got to have with Mara Thomas. She's an award-winning international speaker, trainer, and author focusing on productivity and work-life balance. In this episode, we discuss her empowered productivity system, which helps you get a handle on your whole life, allows you to say yes to more of the things you actually want to do, feel good about what you've accomplished at the end of the day, and she provides practical and actual tips to beat procrastination. Mara is such a wealth of knowledge. I hope you enjoy this episode and visit her website, marathomas.com, after you can access all of the resources she has to offer and actually get stuff done. Enjoy! Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Mara, well, thank you so much for joining me on the BU podcast today. I'm so excited to talk about your books and just getting things done, but will you just take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ariel. I'm really happy to be here. I'm a speaker and trainer and author on productivity, attention management, work-life balance, Um, I've been in the productivity field for my entire professional career, but about 11 years ago now, Mm -hmm. I got annoyed with this phrase time management and people would say, oh, so you teach people time management. It's like, yeah, but what what does that even mean? It's, I've just found it so unhelpful for the 21st century because the reason that we don't get stuff done is not because we don't have enough time. The reason that we don't achieve our goals or more of our significant results, as I like to think of it, is that we have too many distractions and you can't solve you can't solve a time, you can't solve a distraction problem with a time solution. The solution mm-hmm. to distraction is attention. Yeah. And so I made this pivot from as the path to productivity for the 21st century is attention management, not time management. I love that. That's yeah, it. I'm excited to talk to you more about exactly what attention management means and looks like because, you know, before, like just like within like the last year or so, I've heard yeah like time management isn't a real thing like you can't manage time really like everyone's got the same amount of time and you can't control it like yes you can control like kind of how you spend your time but it's not necessarily managing the time and also that it's more of like energy management is what you should focus on like what kind of like brings you energy and drains your energy so that you kind of schedule your day around that but tell me more about what attention management means 
Yeah, attention, energy management and attention management sort of go hand in hand. I love the idea of energy management, but I also recognize that sometimes the fact is we need to do what we need to do regardless of how much energy we have, right? There are yeah, so yeah. many people who are super busy and like, if, you know, if your kids need dinner, you can't be like, sorry, I'm too tired, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Or if you have to get that important work project finished, you know, I didn't feel like it wasn't a good, or, you know, I didn't have enough energy isn't a good answer for your boss. So, <laughs> so to me, um, like you said, you can't manage time. You can manage how you spend your time, but here's the thing, how you spend your time only matters to the extent that you also devote your attention, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you and I were sitting here talking and we had scheduled our time, right? It was on our calendars. And in fact, we both even got on the call. But if I said to you, hey, Ariel, just give me a second. I just got to send an email. Hang on, right? <laughs> and then you were like, all right, well, while I wait, I guess I might as well just check my email, right? And then five minutes go by or two minutes go by or 10 minutes go by. Yeah. We, we managed our time. We both showed up for the meeting, but we didn't, we didn't give our attention to the meeting. So it really didn't matter that we were here. Yeah. So, so attention management in the way I define it is a collection of behaviors that help you live your life with intention and choice rather than through reaction and distraction. Okay. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, how do you kind of figure out what those intentions and behaviors are. Yeah, so attention management is a collection of things like focus and concentration and mindfulness and presence and flow. And it's just sort of a collection of brain states that, you know, kind of what headspace am I in? And that's why a lot of people associate it. And it is closely related. Like if you're, if you're exhausted, it's much harder to manage your attention than if you got enough sleep, for example. Yeah. Um, so that's why kind of attention management and energy management go hand in hand, but you're practicing attention management. If you say, um, you know, if you're too tired, sometimes you sit down to do something and then it's very easy to be like, well, let me just check my email real quick, or let me just, I just got a text message. Let me see what that's about. And if you don't have enough energy, it's really easy to do that, but yeah. you could still manage your attention, even if you are energy depleted and have better results. So for example, you could close your email and you could put your phone on silent and you could put it out of your site. You could close your door if you have one and mm -hmm. you could close everything else and just open that one thing that you have to work on and just do that. You could even un, you know, disconnect your Wi-Fi if you have to. Yeah. And then even if you are, if you don't have a lot of energy, but you still have to get that done, it's going to be much easier to do if you eliminate all of those distractions. So yeah. That's that's an example. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean, we're just in a world full of distractions. It's so, it's kind of like a simple, easy thing to think of like, oh, just like shut everything down and close everything. And but it's almost like, why, why don't we do that? Why is that not our like natural, you know, instinct to do that? Yeah. It's because we have become habituated to distraction. Most of us have a habit of distraction and that is on purpose. Our technology has purposely created in us a habit of distraction. And so we have fallen right into it, right? All of those, those push notifications, for example, those are designed specifically to manipulate your behavior, to say, hey, hey, come back to this app, right? <laughs> yeah. 
it doesn't matter what you're what you should be doing or if that app is going to help you or add anything to your life it's the ping and we are wired to pay attention to like new and novel situations and so when we get that ping right some people reference the dopamine squirt it's like oh excitement what's that right yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's the unknown and so it makes us want to it makes us want to check it and the more we check it the more we want to check it yeah. <laughs> right. And so we have, we've got this habit now. And so that habit of distraction chips away at our attention span. It chips away at our focus. It chips away at our brain power. Um, and it really undermines us. And so really the only way to kick that habit of distraction is to practice attention management so that we, so that we can stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time, because most of us get like a new email or a new ping every minute or two. Mm-hmm. And so then even when you don't get the new ping, you're like, wait, there should be something. And right. And you interrupt yourself. Yeah. The, the more you practice attention management and you shut off all those pings and you control your attention, then it's 10 minutes before you're like, huh, there's, I haven't gotten an email. Right. Or it's, mm-hmm. then it's 20 minutes and then it's half an hour. And then, so you can build back up your attention span and your patience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like we have these habits and it's like, we just need to kind of replace them with other habits. And it sounds like attention management is just kind of like a new habit that we're, we need to work on and build. Yeah. And the first thing is to recognize that, that we have a habit of distraction. And so I'm, um, I got your book from to do to done, and I would just love for you to tell us a little bit more about that book. And I believe it's a part of a series and just kind of what people can get out of it. Yeah. So I, I teach my path to teaching people, um, how to be more productive and how to achieve more of their significant results. I do this with what some people call a workflow management system, but I also say you could think of it as a life flow management system. Cause it's about managing your whole life, all of the details, all of your commitments and responsibilities and tasks and things that you want to do and things that you have to do and, and things that other people owe you and, you know, just achieving all your goals, you need a system Mm -hmm. to execute that efficiently. Anytime you can apply a system to something, it's easier and you have fewer decisions to make and it's less stressful and all of those kind of things. So the system that I teach is called the empowered productivity system. Okay. And so we've, uh, with my publisher, we've created the Empowered Productivity Series. So each component of the system is a little one hour read. And so the first book in the series was Attention Management. Mm-hmm. And the latest book that just came out, From To Do To Done, is about the action management portion of the series. And It's about just managing all of your commitments, both time-based commitments like meetings and appointments, but also just sort of non-time-based things, just all those responsibilities. You know, I just need to do this soon because my boss wants it by the end of the week or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, All of that stuff, how to manage all of those things is detailed in from to do to done. And for those of you, I started my career in, uh, in the productivity industry and I worked with a person named David Allen, who a lot of people know, who where I learned a, a lot of this action management stuff. And I've sort of diverged from that a little bit, but yeah. some of the stuff is more is will be familiar to readers of getting things done. But I learned it way before getting things done. And in fact, when David Allen was teaching it for a whole other company, yeah. but my goal was to make it 
easier and faster to get started. Um, so I think GTDers will will love empowered productivity, um, and some of it will seem a little bit familiar. Awesome. And what um, what is your mission for these books? What impact do you want them to have? My mission really is to help yeah. people live a life of choice rather than a life of reaction and distraction. Because everyone has these unique gifts to bring to the world, but most of us go through our days like exhausted and overwhelmed and stressed out. And so my passion is about helping people bring their unique gifts to the world in a way that motivates them and inspires them and excites them instead, yeah. of, uh, instead of, you know, overwhelms and stresses and exhausts them. Because right. then people can say yes more often, right? Then, mm -hmm. then when you get asked, can you, you know, chair the nonprofit committee? Yes. Can you coach the little league team? Yes. Right? Can you make time to go to your kids' school functions? Yes. Right? Yeah. And and I'm not, you know, there are a lot of people who say, oh, you should say no more often. And you're right. I mean, there comes a point when too much to do is simply too much to do. Right. The things that you want to say yes to, but you just feel like you can't. That's where I I want to help. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just kind of thinking of like. It sounds like, yes, you're giving people um, more choices when they are really able to like be more productive and manage their attention and get things done. So like, I mean, for most people, it's just like everything just feels like we're always busy. We're so busy. Like, do you think we're actually as busy as we say we are? I do, I do think that people lead busy lives. The thing I think that we forget is that we lead busy lives by choice, mm -hmm. right? We choose to be, to advance in our career and we choose to be involved in lots of different things. And we choose to, you know, perhaps have children, some of us. And so we make these choices and so we have a busy life by choice. And I, I talk to my husband a lot about this and it's like, when you're, when you think, when you feel like you're so busy, that's a good thing. It means you're dri driven and motivated and, and ambitious. And that's all great. I think the problem comes in that in society, we have, we have equated busyness with importance. Mm. And the more busy I am, the more important I must be. And so busy, busy, busy. I'm so busy. You know, busy has become the new fine, right? How yeah. are you? I'm busy. I'm so busy. <laughs> but busy is not necessarily a good thing if busy is making you, you know, is affecting your physical or your mental well-being, it's not a, a good thing. And if it's mm -hmm. squeezing out time with your family and time with your friends and time for hobbies and time to take care of yourself, it's definitely not a good thing. But we don't think about that when we talk about I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, what's really the key from like, you know, not just like saying we're busy, um, but actually like having like a more like intentional life um, and just feeling like feeling good about like the choices we're able to make because we have like a better hold on like the things that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, part of what people learn in from To Do To Done is to get a handle on all of your commitments because most of us manage our responsibilities with some combination of sticky notes and flagged emails and appointments with ourselves on our calendar and lists on legal pads and dry erase boards and maybe some sort of app or software or spreadsheet, or, you know, and that's like trying to do a puzzle when all the pieces are scattered all over the house. It just, mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. And so when you can 
more easily store and organize and prioritize and most importantly execute on all of your commitments and your responsibilities, then you have a better handle and you're not just, I don't know, I just work work, 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 work it all the time. And hopefully I'm just, you know, gonna like everybody goes to bed at night and oh, I didn't get enough done. And so you finally fall asleep and then you wake up and the first thought you have is, oh my God, I'm so busy. Right. And so if we can sort of reduce that and be like, yeah, I have a lot on my plate, but I know exactly what's on my plate. This is what's on my plate. And if this doesn't get done today, either it's okay or it's not, but I'm making decisions instead of like, I'm not sure what's not getting done, but I hope it's fine. And I'm like, you know, most people are sort of hanging on by their fingernails Yeah. and being very afraid, you know, like living in fear that something slipped through the cracks and they're going to get in trouble for it. So, yeah. So having a better way to manage all that stuff really reduces that stress and allows you to make decisions. I'm not doing that today and it's okay that I'm not doing that today. Everything that had to get done today is done. And so now I can go enjoy my evening, for example, or enjoy my weekend. Yeah. And even just saying that, like, I didn't get that done today and that's okay. Like, that's just like so much more empowering than like beating yourself up over it. But knowing like, yeah, it didn't get done, but it didn't have to get done. So do you recommend like, I mean, what do you recommend for people to kind of keep everything in one place? Like, is it like an online thing, paper, whatever works for individuals? Like what's, what's that look like? Yeah, I do think, so a lot of people tell me like, this is what works for me. And on, and usually what they mean by that is this is what I'm comfortable with. This is my habit and I don't want to change my habit. Right. And so when people say like, this is what works for me. Well, first of all, if people are like, I don't need your thing. This is what works for me. It's not my job to convince you. But when people are open and they're like, yeah, yeah, I need help. I need help. And then I start to talk to them. They're like, oh, but that's not how I do it. This, I think this works better for me. And my response to that is, how do you know? Have they ever tried anything else? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and most people just are using whatever, you know, sort of most people, the way that people operate just sort of evolves over time. So, yeah. So the thing about empowered productivity is that the methodology is the most important piece. A lot of people are like, oh, if I just get some good tool, you know, some good, you know, app or something, then that will change my life. <laughs> But that's like saying, oh, if I just buy expensive golf clubs, then I'll definitely be an awesome golfer, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't. The, the methodology is the missing piece. And what I mean by methodology is that the habits and behaviors, how do you use the tools? So the first thing is that everything does need to be in one place. And I do recommend that that place be electronic and an electronic task, a digital task manager Mm -hmm. because there are just so many um, advantages to electronics over paper, right? Paper can't remind you of things. It's yeah. hard to have paper with you all the time. You can't back up paper. It's hard to reorganize things and reprioritize things when they're on paper. There's just so many advantages to electronics. And I understand the people who use paper and don't want to give up their paper. And I'm not saying that you should give up your paper. Paper... Mm -hmm. Paper is great for a lot of things, but storing and organizing and managing and prioritizing all of the details of your life is not one of those things. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it just sounds like everything, like you said earlier with like, kind of like having a puzzle things all over the place. Yeah. If it's electronic, it can just be 
all in one place and you can always, I mean, we have so many devices with us all the time. So <laughs> it's like, it's not hard to get them all to like sync and stuff like that. I am a guilty procrastinator. <laughs> what do you, like, what kind of tips do you have for people that tend to procrastinate as far as just getting things done? Yeah, there's a whole a whole list of um, of techniques for overcoming procrastination. One of the first thing is to go to the why. Uh, so a lot of people have stuff on their list, and they're like, "It's been on my list forever and ever and ever." And so yeah, yeah. my first question to them is like, "So why is it on your list?" Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the answers are varied, but sometimes it's like, I don't know, I just feel like I should, or I don't know, my boss said I need to do it, but it sounds stupid to me. I don't know why I have to do it or, you know? And so if if you go back to the why that can help overcome some procrastination, right? So some people will say, um, you know, yeah, my boss asked me to do this, but I think it's stupid. And so then my advice is, well, go to your boss and ask them like, why, why do you want me to do this? How will it benefit the organization? Because sometimes your boss might go, yeah, you're right. That's not a priority anymore. Or sometimes they might go, no, here's why. And you, and often when somebody tells us why, right, we have this response, like that's stupid. And then somebody's mm-hmm. like, no, but here's why. And you go, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and so then once you understand the why, then you're like, okay, now I'll do this. I see it's going to be beneficial and I get it. So, so that's one thing that can overcome procrastination. The next thing is that a lot of times we write things on our list in a way that makes, that is very vague mm-hmm. and also that it sounds big and hard. Right. So we write. So I tell people, write things on your list in a way that is actionable. And so one way to make it actionable is to start everything on your list with an action verb, but Mm -hmm. also know that some verbs are more actionable than other verbs. So, for example, if you say organize the staff meeting. You might see that on your list and go, I don't I don't have time time for that. But if you see email the team about the meeting. Okay. I can send an email. Like, even if I have no like brain cells left at the end of today, I think I can manage to send an email. Yeah. Um, and so we, we lump all these things on our list that are kind of vague. Sometimes we don't even know what it means. Like implement the strategy is like <laughs> on some people. And you're like, I don't even know what that is. Skip. Right. <laughs> so, so you have to be very specific. What is the outcome that you expect? And then, and then make sure you understand the outcome, but then you have to break it down. If it's something like implement the strategy or, you know, plan the event. Okay. Well, I can't plan the event in the 10 minutes I have before my next meeting, but maybe I could email the hotel and get the menu quote. Yeah. So you have to be very specific about what you're trying to do. And then you have to break it down. All of us gravitate toward the fast and easy things on our list. And we leave the big, hard sounding stuff until later. Right. So you have to make everything sound fast and easy. Yeah. That, I really like that because yeah, I feel like that's something I'm guilty of. Like I have something I need to get done and it's just kind of like big project. I'm like, I don't want to do the big project, but yeah, if it's just like email person, then that's like, yes, I can send an email and that yeah, fast and easy. And you get like a quick win. That's, that's right. awesome. That's right. So, so having, I always recommend that people have their projects and a project has to have a definable beginning and end, Mm -hmm. right? So like, um, get organized is not a project because how will you know 
when right. you're done, right? <laughs> but you could say implement a workflow management system, for example. But then you have to ask yourself for every, you, so you have to have your project list because you've heard the expression, I can't see the forest for the trees. Right, yeah. So your project list ensures like, this is my forest. These are the things that I'm working for. But for, for every project on your list, you have to ask yourself, what's the very next thing I need to do in order to move this project forward? And it usually comes down to something like, you know, call Joe. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so yeah awesome any other productivity tips you want to share for like procrastinators or just you know things that you might find that our audience might find helpful yeah one other technique that is really helpful for overcoming procrastination mm -hmm. is to involve other people mm -hmm. and so a lot of people talk about like somebody asked me this in a training um just last week. And she was like, yeah, you know, people tell me I, I need an accountability buddy. So mm -hmm. I wanted to do yoga every day. So I, you know, call, she was in California and she's like, I called my friend in New York and she's like, will you be my accountability buddy and make sure I do yoga every day. And she's like, yeah, that didn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she'll text me like, did you do yoga today? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> that's, and that's not, that, that's not going to help. An accountability buddy isn't super helpful, but mm -hmm. The, what I mean when I say involve other people, if you reframe that to involve other people to say, so for example, if you plan with your neighbor to do yoga in your backyard tomorrow at 430, mm. then you're not going to stand up your neighbor, right? You're going to go out in your backyard at 430 and meet your neighbor to do yoga. Or if you join like a big class at a big gym where you could just go to any class and the teacher doesn't know you or anything, that's yeah. not going to help. But if you join a small class with like four people and mm -hmm. you don't show up, probably the trainer is going to be like, why aren't you, why didn't you come to class? Right. Right. So, so ha having another person really involved mm -hmm. will help you to not blow it off because now there's somebody else expecting you. And so yeah. you're more, more likely to do it. Yeah. That's such a great tip because yeah, like just, um, I mean, yeah, we so often hear about like having an accountability partner or something, but yeah, if you just are going to tell someone like, Hey, like, make sure I do this. Like they're not invested. You're not really invested, but if you're actually like doing it with people that kind of like, you know, require you to show up or to be there, or will like notice if you're gone, like that just, yeah, makes you actually want to be like, all right, well, I need to show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, so I'm just, um, I want to know, like with um, your books and like with the people that you work with, like you said that your empowered productivity system, like really is like a whole like life flow system. But I mean, like, do you work with like anybody or are you more geared towards um, like professionals or like what's, who is kind of like your clientele? And primarily I work with companies and train teams inside organizations, but I do have a program for individuals aside from my books. And people awesome. can learn about that at empoweredproductivitytraining.com. Awesome. And is that the best place to find you or where else can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, marathomas.com, M-A-U-R-A, thomas.com has all of that stuff. And it will also get you to that Empowered Productivity um, training page. But it, that's got all the options. And there's like, I don't know, I must have 300 blog posts 
uh, that people can read and there's a search box and category. So if you need help with a specific thing like procrastination, you can just put procrastination in the search bar and you'll see all the articles about procrastination, for example. So it's a great awesome. place to get a lot of resources. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely put that link in the show notes so people can easily find you and find all of your resources. Is there um, like a final message that you would like to share with people today? Yeah, I think the, the, the last thought I want to share is that we're all so exhausted because we're so busy. Yeah. But I call my system empowered productivity on purpose because exhaustion is optional. Mm. Right? You can control your attention and you can control your responsibilities. And people are like, oh, but other people's expectations, people expect me to be available all the time. Well, you can't live your life trying to live up to some imaginary people's assumed expectations. And if you're not checking your email at two in the morning, it's gonna be okay. Right, yeah. Right, and, and so you, you have the power, you can be empowered over your ability to achieve the results that are most important to you. And you don't have to blow in the winds of distraction and reaction all the time. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I think that's just such a good reminder. So thank you so much for sharing everything. Um, and I'm really excited to like really dive into your book a little bit more. Um, so just thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Ariel. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.